These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Oh my goodness. Welcome to November, everyone. I honestly can't believe we're here. What is even happening? Very quick hello from me today as we've got a Yeighborhood guest interview for this week's Dose of Yays of Our Lives. So I'll save the banter for next week's regular scheduling with Ange, who I'm so glad everyone is enjoying so much. I'm not sure I could banter by myself now that I've gotten so used to having her here. Before we start, thank you so much to everyone for your wonderful feedback on our brand new running mini series with Nike Running and Rebel that just went live last week. I'm so glad that so many of you are finding it useful and that we've answered even just in one episode out of three, some of your submitted questions already. I even found in my first run implementing one of the takeaways of many that I got from Katrina's episode that I went from 10Ks of a big plateau to 18 kilometers on the weekend. So it's just made such a big difference and has been such a joy to see you guys on your own running journeys too. It's a little bit different, but it's just been so much fun and so valuable to create. And I love that the Nike athletes we've been so lucky to have on are interesting in their own right with fascinating pathways. So even if you're not particularly into running, I think it's just really fabulous stories that I'm really inspired by anyway, and that I hope that you guys are too. We've got another completely different, but equally fascinating mini series coming up, focusing on women doing epic things in science, medicine, and engineering. So lots coming your way before we break for the year. And as always, let me know how you're finding them or if there are any other types types of miniseries that you'd like now that we're on such a roll. I never actually thought about doing them until this Nike one came up and they've just been such a joy. Anyway, our guest for today is someone you've heard of many times by now because she's not only been in the neighborhood since the very beginning, which now that we're three years in is actually saying something, but has been such an active and thoughtful contributor to everything that we do. Dana is the woman who started the neighborhood gift exchange during lockdown for members to get to know each other better and to bring each other a little joy, which then sparked our healthcare and frontline worker care package send out recently, which was absolutely beautiful. She is also a doctor herself and has her own podcast, Junior Doctors Corner, which she started to shine a great light on the lesser known side of the earlier days in a medical career to help others who might be in a similar situation to what she went through to help them feel less alone if it's not quite the dream that they originally anticipated. I thought that in itself is a really great neighborhood watch item to share with you all so that, I mean, we have awareness if anyone in our family or friends are junior doctors facing some very challenging hours and, and other circumstances, but also just wanted to get to know Dana a bit better myself and what a lovely chat this was. And wasn't originally able to join the call. Surprise, surprise, she actually has a life other than just doing what I tell her to do. But I ended up peer pressuring her into joining a few minutes in because I knew they'd get along like a house on fire and I knew that Dana had really wanted to meet her. So she does jump in partway through. I saw so many other lovely good news items in the media this week that I wanted to share. It was a much nicer week to be online with international reunions finally happening, everyone enjoying freedom and sunshine in Melbourne. So 
some amazing Halloween costumes that came out and all other kinds of joy. But I'll save those neighborhood Watch picks for next week. So for now, enjoy getting to know your neighborhood mascot a little bit better, Dana. Dana, welcome to the show. Finally, I've got you here. Well, not in person. I wish it was in person, but almost in person. I feel like I'm meeting one of my best friends. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. That's so kind of you. <laughs> I feel like we've been communicating in various forms for a couple of years now. You're one of the very OG listeners and you know you have your own podcast, which we'll talk about. And just before we started recording, guys, we were really rehashing that whole concept that you guys know I talk about all the time, that we don't get any real live direct feedback on whether anyone's listening. So Dana's recurring support and love and enthusiasm over the years and then taking that to the next level by creating a neighborhood gift exchange and connecting other strangers in the neighborhood with each other. I was like, it's almost like giving birth to a child and then the child learns to speak by itself. That's what it feels like. I'm so... <laughs> like a little bit in love with you. Aww. I just have so much <laughs> affection and fondness. Thank you so much for being such a big part of the journey. Well, thank you, Sarah, for creating Seize the A because it's brought so much joy and inspiration to me and, you know, my life. I, I just get so sick of medicine sometimes that it was my <laughs> great escape. So, you know, thank you so much. And I thought I'd give back a little. Oh, it's so beautiful. Maybe to give us some context before we jump into your amazing Junior Doctors Corner, which is what I want to showcase today, I think something that I've loved so much now that the show's been around for long enough is seeing where people were when they started listening and then hearing, you know, I often get feedback of, oh, I started listening when I was at uni and now I still listen, but I'm at my job or, you know, whatever it may be. It's really nice to have followed other people's way to yay as well. So how did you find the show and what do you do? Introduce yourself to anyone who doesn't already know who you are. Everyone in the neighborhood knows that you're Dinosaurus, but to anyone else <laughs> outside of that <laughs> well firstly I just want to say congrats because the show's third year anniversary is coming up I've been listening to this since January 2019 so pretty like shortly after you launched it whoa yeah so I actually distinctly remember the moment I started listening to this show and I was in, working in Mount Isa in Queensland. I don't know if you know anything yeah. about Mount Isa. It's, it's a mining town. Yeah, it's a tiny little mining town. There's not much to do. I went up there for a casual gig as a, a junior doctor in the hospital there. And I remember I was, I think it was on a Saturday and I was just cooking my lunch and I just was scrolling through my podcast. And at that time I was working on my own podcast as well and, you know, trying to draw some inspiration. And I was working with a, a coach as well who was trying to like give me some inspiration for my podcast to kind of zhuzh it up a bit. And, you know, I was just <laughs> like, oh man, you know, there aren't really that many exciting medical podcasts to be honest. <laughs> so I was like, I just want something, a, a breath of fresh air. So it's like, this uh, Spotify suggested your podcast. And it's like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. And then it just was like one episode after another. I was like bulk listening, you know, at the beginning. And then, yeah, it, it just became something that I would go to for a bit of switch off from medicine and a bit of like inspiration. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that Spotify recommended it to you. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, before the Yay Exchange, you've 
had so many amazing like lightning strike moments of inspiration for CZA. So we have, you sent me, I think maybe last year, a list of guest recommendations as well. And we have Dinesh Palipana, who was on the show earlier this year was because of you. Like even when you sent that, I was like, who is this incredibly generous person who is investing time into helping me with the guest lineup, which is quite an overwhelming task in itself. And you just sent me these, not just like you should have this person on, but like the full bio, you're such a med student, like the full <laughs> bio <laughs> and all the like links and dot points to like, and all the people in order. I was like, this is a woman after my own heart. I am so glad to have had you not only join the neighborhood, but stay in it for some, are you wearing the neighborhood t-shirt right now? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. I've been wearing it since you sent it to me. <laughs> I feel like they're just the right size. I don't know. I, I literally modeled the sizing off one of Nick's that I wear because I only like men's sizing on me just around the house. It's like yep. you want it to kind of cover your undies, but like not all the way down to your knees. Yep, and absolutely. I just like... I'm so glad you like it. <laughs> so when you were up in Mount Isa, what was your specialty? <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> She's joined the show. I need headphones, don't I? Oh, God. Now you're fine, guys. Ange was unable to join and Dana is a big fan. And so I just flicked her a little texty and said, you need to get on this right now for some medical chat <laughs> and neighbourhood. <laughs> so she's here. Bima, are you sure I don't need headphones? I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah, you're fine. She's not even at her. Is that your new couch? Bima? This is my new couch. <gasps> so I've just explained to Dana that you just bought your first house. You hi, Dana. Sorry, I didn't even say hi. <laughs> That's all right. Congrats on your new home, Anne. Thank you very much. I'm so glad you could join us. <laughs> this is her new couch. I'm so excited. This is the greatest ever. So, Bim, you know Dana. This is Dana Soros, who she just shared that she started listening in January 2019, so the second month or something that we had ever been around. That's at the beginning of all time. Of all time. <laughs> yeah, legit. And that Dinesh, you know, the uh, quadriplegic doctor, that was from Dana's list of recommendations and she sent me this beautiful formatted document and I was like, this is such a med student document because it had not just recommendations like normal people say, you should have this person and that's it. Not even an Insta handle. Dana's like, refer to these medical references. This is his <laughs> qualification journal. Is it in APA 6 or was it in some sort of other reference style? You know what? I until you pointed it out, I thought that was what normal people did, but I guess not. <laughs> I totally get it. When I left the law firm, like we have such a specific way of referring to things. And then I started talking to normal people and was like, oh my God, no one else uses semicolons ever. <laughs> like <laughs> no one uses heretofore or notwithstanding in normal conversations. <laughs> this is a, a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bim, Dana was just explaining a little bit about her background before we jump into Junior Doctor's Corner, which I know you found very interesting. So when she first started listening, she was in Mount Isa in Queensland as a junior doctor. 
take it from there, Dana. What were you specializing in? And then when did you move home? And what are you doing now? So at that time, I, when I was in Mount Isa, I was working as what we call a locum. So basically, it's a casual gig for doctors. Pre-pandemic, we were able to fly across the country and work in various hospitals and you know, uh, basically relieve doctors who have been away sick or, you know, if there's been a shortage of staff, we're just there to patch the hole. But at the same time, it's a great opportunity to experience medicine in different parts of Australia. In terms of what I specialize in, I'm currently a general practice registrar, so I'm in my final year of training in GP. And with regards to how this slots in with Junior Doctors Corner, I started it back when I was a second year junior doctor, so resident in the hospital. And that was mainly following on from an incident uh, in intern year or very specifically the first day of internship uh, <gasps> that left me a little bit traumatized. So, you know, a few things then followed on during that year. And then I came out the other end. I sort of was like, okay, uh, that's it. Intern year was horrible, was even considering changing, you know, careers, but decided to move back to Brisbane. So originally I was in the Gold Coast and I moved to Brisbane and then things started looking up a bit. And I thought, you know what, instead of, you know, being just really miserable and upset over what happened, why don't I turn this into something where other junior doctors can probably use it as partly as a lesson, but more so as like a, 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 how should I explain it? It's almost like a support or, or a comforting kind of reassurance because I know that not everyone will have the same journey, you know, during their medical career. Everyone will have different experiences. And I thought just in case there is someone out there who, who's had like the shittest time and they thought, oh my goodness, I'm such a shit doctor, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, which is exactly what I thought at the time. They could hopefully come across my podcast, have a listen and go, hey, this is something that happens to other junior doctors as well. It, is, it doesn't mean that I'm shit. It just means that sometimes the system falls apart or doesn't manage to support us. But at least knowing that someone else has been through something similar-ish and has come out the other side okay gives them some level of reassurance. That's such a beautiful idea. And I think it's one of those really difficult aspects of seizing your yay that doesn't get spoken about as much when you've studied for so many years for something, a dream that you might have had for your whole life or decades long, that the assumption is, well, once you get there and you become a doctor and you're living your dream, like you're loving life, no one kind of acknowledges as as readily as they probably should that mm. there's huge culture shock in actually becoming successful and that that still involves a whole life change and actually it can be maybe not what you thought it was going to be like at all. No one really talks about that because from the outside it's like, Dana's killing it, she's a junior doctor. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't, I'm sure you guys may have had similar experiences in physiotherapy and in law, but, you know, when I finished medical school, I was told about all the rosy things about, you know, becoming a doctor or an intern. It's like, you'll be fine. Everyone will be there for you. You're like the baby of all the doctors. So we'll look out for you, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then that was the last thing that happened to me on my first day. Oh. So I just thought maybe I should bring about a more realistic spin to this, you know, so that it might help some final year med students or junior doctors feel a little bit more prepared, if, at least if they 
could see it coming or expect it, it, it won't feel as big of a shock if it did happen. Oh, that's beautiful. You've been supporting your own neighborhood for all this time. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to. Um, and also <laughs> I, I do love talking to other doctors, you know, like you similarly with Seize the EA, the whole reason you started it is because a lot of people have really amazing stories to share. I feel doctors have really amazing stories to share as well. I just, for someone who loves to talk so much, I somehow have managed to pick a hobby and a career that involves a lot of listening. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I really love listening to like other doctors' stories or even non-doctors who have something to contribute to the medical field. Have you found that the response you've had since creating it from other doctors who were feeling alone in their experiences, like has it blown you away how many other people in your exact situation there have been? Yeah, there have been a couple. I have to say I think we're a pretty stoic group. We we don't like to admit that we're struggling and I have sort of tried to drive this message home with the podcast about struggling doesn't mean you're weak, you know, it's, it just means that you're doing something for the first time or it's just a bit more challenging and that sort of thing. But I have had a couple of people who said either they messaged and said, well, I had no idea you were struggling, you know, you looked like you were doing really well, you know, or uh, alternatively, someone else would you know, sort of say, well, yeah, it's pretty shit. I had a shit time too, you know, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, respect that though. I respect that you're doing that for other doctors. I think I've got a lot of friends right now who are in their final years and things. I feel like it is isolating. One, it's really long hours and it seems like you're working really hard to impress because it seems like a really cut th- cutthroat process to get a job afterwards. So it's this really isolating, competitive, not in a bad way. It's everyone's competing against themselves, but it does seem really stressful. Like you learn one thing and then you're having to impress and then you're going home to study more, to impress more, and then make the networks that you need to make to get the job that you want to get. And that whole process is so you can only do it yourself kind of thing. So it does sound like it's a really isolating. So it sounds like really nice that you've got a nice community. I'm sure you've helped more people than you think and you know. Thanks, Ange. Uh, I like to think that I have. And from the get-go, I told myself that, you know, starting this podcast, if I have helped at least one junior doctor or medical student, that would be all worth it. Like all the time, energy and everything that I've put into poured into this would be worth it. We measure things like that all the time, Ange and I. Like if even one person has even just their day changed once, you know, if one time that happens, that's enough of an impact to be like, this was a worthy activity. I think we sometimes put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be like, unless I get 10,000 listens every episode, then it's not a worthy activity. But impact is like, you you only have to impact one person one time. And that's already more than most people are putting an effort into doing. So you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. I, I never look at my numbers. I hardly ever. And when someone asks me, oh, yeah, you know, your podcast sounds like it's doing really great, you know, really successful. How, you know, what, how many downloads do you have? I'll be like, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit threatened, though, I have to say. I feel like Dana's going to like steal my slot on this on the Mondays. <laughs> I just want to just put it out there that I'm still free and open if you need it, Bim. Wow. I will say, though, Bim. <laughs> To Dana's credit, the first five minutes of airtime that she had, she spent dedicating to reaffirming her vote firmly in the yes column for you to be a regular, like literally. I was like, welcome to the show. Tell me about Junior Doctors Corner. Well, I think Anne should be a regular member of this segment. 
<laughs> and I was like, I need to message her. She needs to get on right now. <laughs> I just got a message from Sarah saying, you free? You got five minutes? And I was like, eating my noodles. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Eating my noodles. <laughs> and you're a really special person. There's no way I could replace you. And you have to be a permanent yeah. feature of years of our Well, lives. you know, I'm special. I feel like sometimes I am on the spectrum. You can probably, you can assess <laughs> me one day and you can tell me if I'm truly special. But thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> We did just spend an entire segment of last week's episode on turtle head poo situations, which is very special. 15 minutes almost. (laughs) Dana, can I ask, do you have a favourite episode of your podcast? Like if anyone, particularly people like me who are not in the medical industry but are endlessly like Angela Test, I'm so fascinated by medicine. If I wasn't as adverse to blood when I was choosing my degree. I now love gore, but back then I was very vanilla in all aspects of my life. I I love medicine. It fascinates me so much. And, and the lifestyle of doctors and what they do and the challenges they face all the time. For anyone who wants to know more about it, like what do you think is the best episode for them to start on? It feels like you're asking me to choose my favourite child. I am. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> And I'm really struggling because I'm just trying to think back because there's so many episodes that I love. And every time I edit the podcast audio, I I just feel like, oh, that was such a great episode. That's my favorite. And then I do the next one. It's like, oh, that's my favorite. It's just endless. (laughs) It's like when someone asked me recently on CCA, well, I always get asked, like, what's your favorite episode? And, And then like one of the reviews was, can you not use like such flowery language in relation to every single guest like they're all your favorite I'm like because they are my favorite yeah I know they are so so that's a bit cruel Sarah but I'll try (laughs) so I really liked a recent episode by Dr's Tim and Drs. Baal, who are one's an intern now and one's a second year resident. They both started a clothing company called Born Clothing. So basically, they when they were in medical school, they decided to do this university sort of competition to come up with an idea on how to help solve the swamp issue that their university has. So basically inadvertently in uh, coming up with something to help solve the malaria problem. So they came up with t-shirts that are infused with permethrin so that instead of spraying yourself with insect repellent, you would just wear these shirts and it would repel mosquitoes and therefore, um, you know, save lives and prevent malaria. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Whoa. Yeah. Actually, in our Yeighborhood Watch section of last week, we mentioned that the WHO has just approved a malaria vaccine, which is so yes. exciting, but also yes. buy the T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> so high achieving. So high achieving. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's a it, so they set up a social enterprise, so their profits go towards buying mosquito nets for <gasps> malaria endemic countries. That's all. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to listen to that episode. How long yeah, ago it's was it? Recent? Uh, only a few months ago. I think I launched it mid year <gasps> this year. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Also, guys, this is one of my favorite questions to ask medical industry related people. Debate amongst yourselves. What is <laughs> where the thoughts come from? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what is, yeah. How are babies made? No. What is, <laughs> what is the 
medical TV show or movie that you think most like accurately represents your life in a hospital? And also, what is your favorite medical TV show or podcast, like true or or fiction that you just froth, whether or not it's realistic? Uh, House for fiction and emergency purely because I work at Royal Melbourne and it's based at Royal Melbourne. So it's, <laughs> it's like an actual reality TV like, show. I was like, oh, yeah, I know this doctor. I told him yesterday the patient couldn't go home today. <laughs> emergency is pretty new. And then, yeah, House is the – it's it's far-fetched, but I love it. Yeah, House is a really good one. I think Scrubs um, – People say that. Depicts. I mean, obviously the humour and everything is a bit – you know, they exaggerate certain things, but if you just scale it down a touch, that works actually what medicine is like. Everyone says that about Scrubs. And because in my head the comedy is so outlandish, I'm like, really? But then I guess like the day-to-day kind of – you know, representation yeah. of life. That's so yeah. interesting. No, I haven't seen Scrubs. Oh, maybe I should. Yeah, I think you like it. Ange. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm obsessed with House. Like I went back to the very beginning what in the f- lockdown two or something and have watched every single episode. And then when I was talking to Dinesh, I was talking to him about he had sarcoidosis. I was like, oh, sarcoidosis. Everyone in House has sarcoidosis <laughs> or lupus or jaundice. Or amyloidosis, also yeah. amyloidosis. Yeah. But only four <laughs> pathologies that exist. and like you get to know all of those words I'm like pulmonary edema like there's a few key phrases that Hugh Laurie must have decided like I can say these really easily (laughs) so I'm going to use them in every single diagnosis it's amazing even though they weren't accurate like there was I'm pretty sure one of the first episodes I think he was talking about chlamydia but then he was referring to the koala chlamydia which doesn't happen in humans (laughs) I did hear that koalas all have chlamydia it's a different kind of chlamydia (laughs) (laughs) so random I also have been listening to because I like true crime but I also like medicine the whole Dr. Death podcast series and then recent tv show on stan and also because it's based on a true story they're like my three favorite things to watch true stories medicine and true crime fascinating fascinating like that some of the medical boards in the states are so because state-by-state laws are so fragmented if you got disbarred from one no other board would be able to tell if you reapplied in a different state and this guy just kept like without any approvals or ethical reviews or anything was just performing these like tracheotomies all over everywhere yeah it's pretty scary that stuff like that still happens yeah and I feel like all the tv shows have made it seem like if you just if anyone can't breathe just stab them in the lungs or cut them in the throat and you're good (laughs) and that's the um, way to go but I feel like I've seen so many tracheotomies done with a big pen where they just take out the pen the ink from the middle and use that plastic thing I could do that no I could also deliver a baby. <laughs> Good luck if you try to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, so what is your ultimate yay? Like what is inside of medicine? What is your ultimate goal for, you know, having impact or creating change or whatever it may be? And then outside, what is your play to yay? I guess inside of medicine, I really love my job as a GP. I love you know, establishing that rapport and that long-term relationship with a patient, really getting to know them because a person isn't just about their physical illness. It's 
a lot about their psychological and social circumstances as well. So, you know, getting to know their family, what's going on in there, and then helping them through whatever issues that come up. So I I really love that long-term care and sorting out all the chronic diseases that they have chipping away at it slowly that that gives me a lot of satisfaction I know not all doctors feel that way a lot of doctors want that immediate satisfaction of cutting something out or you know doing something (laughs) you know really rapidly and then solving the issue I I just like that slow burn And, and I do enjoy that excitement of not knowing what walks through my door day to day as opposed to say like a cardiologist every day day in day out is just hearts and you know it's either a heart Mm. attack or an arrhythmia or whatever I just like knowing that one minute I'm seeing a patient with you know mental health issues the next minute I'm seeing someone with a sore back you know so Mm. that really brings me a lot of joy just helping them and making small yet you know I guess to them significant changes in their lives and in terms of outside of medicine at the moment I feel like I don't have too much going on outside of medicine because I've been so busy. Your hobby is also in medicine. So it's like. <laughs> I've been so busy studying for my exams, you know, for my fellowship exams so that I can claim my specialty title that I've sort of, you know, let go of a lot of my hobbies. But I have been doing a lot more reading. My own psychologist has been like, you can't, you know, give up your hobbies, you know, just sacrifice everything and burn yourself out. So totally. Yeah. So instead she was like, you know, we've we've come up with a method where I can still enjoy a hobby whilst fit in study and everything. So since she suggested it to me, I have been listening to an audiobook on my drive to work. So I used to try to like listen to some kind of medical or study podcast, but it's just too stressful on the roads to try and learn something whilst driving. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy my time and my drive and decompress especially on my way home because sometimes I can get really cranky and snap at my partner you know if I've had something disastrous happen at work (laughs) so yeah I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks that's my main hobby and my main yay and also podcasts as well such as season the yay and I just want to mention because I know that usually on this segment you kind of talk about recommendations (gasps) and I have one (laughs) she's done her research You are like neighborhood member number one. This is you have won the game. Absolutely won the game. Yes. <laughs> Type A personality. <laughs> She's like, do I get a gold sticker or what? Like, I uh, recently I listened to this book by Sarah Wilson. It's called First We Make the Beast Beautiful. Have you guys read it? Yes. I don't read, but I know about it. Okay, it's she really hasn't good. finished season yet, yeah, yeah, Dana. <laughs> She has literally, she's in it and she's literally not finished reading the book. You have to read the book. It is so good. I mean, I guess I feel like it's more important for type A personalities to read that book. It's so highly relatable and it's made me feel more normal or feel less crazy since listening to the book. My gosh, that makes me so. I'm like, my crazy has made someone else feel better about their crazy. <laughs> it's done what I wanted it to do. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Bim, look, she's wearing her high beam. I know. I, I was like, I, I rate you. You can stay. You can take my job. It's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that Sarah Wilson book is beautiful. It is. It is. And I've been recommending it to all my patients who have like anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, like left, right and center. I just love how raw and honest she is about it. I love she how she still pulls in all the scientific evidence behind it and combined it with her own experience. So it's just such a wonderful book. And I highly, 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 highly recommend it to anyone that is remotely type A personality. <laughs> I actually don't think I have a bone in my body that is any other type. Like I can't even imagine not being this way. Like can you even, I, I just, no, I can't even imagine not no. having a 150% full plate. What would life even look like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have a favourite quote? Yes, I do. I come prepared. And like a type A medical student. Yes, this is amazing. Exactly. I love it. She's a doctor through and through. And this actually ties in with what I talked about, about my podcast and how, you know, initially it started from a traumatic incident and I tried to convert it into something good. So this is a quote from Carl Jung. It is, I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Such a beautiful one. It's a really good one and it can be applied in so many situations. And I think particularly in the pandemic, I've seen a lot of patients who have suffered and I think that it is very unfortunate and we are allowed to grieve the things that we've lost, like family members, jobs, things like that. But at some point, we do have to decide for ourselves, do we want to make this into post-traumatic stress or do we want to make this into post-traumatic growth? And I think a beautiful example we saw on the neighborhood is, I'm so sorry, I don't have her name. I probably have to look it up. But one of our neighborhood members' mum lost her job and decided to start a cookie business. And that is like such a classic example of, you know, I'm not what happened to me. I'm going to choose what happens or what I become. She's just decided to turn it into, you know, post-traumatic growth instead. Oh my gosh, Dana, post-traumatic growth. You need to trademark that phrase right now. It, that it is- already exists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have talked. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. What a beautiful note to end on. You are just making such a valuable contribution to this neighborhood, your own neighborhood, and I'm sure so many others without even realizing. I feel so grateful to have met you and to be at the receiving end of your energy and your effort and your creativity. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And thank you so much for the joy that you've brought me over the past three years. Right back at you. You're paying it in kind. And the the neighborhood gift exchange was just such a beautiful idea. I love that you're wearing the t-shirt. You're like our mascot now. (laughs) (laughs) Official ambassador. (laughs) And I'll include links in the show notes to Junior Doctors Corner so that everyone can go and have a listen. Thank you. 